Welcome to the Boardman Podcast. Today we've got Dapper Laughs, aka Daniel O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I go, right. <laughs> we, I, I grew up with uh, watching Dapper Laughs on. Yeah. It was Vine, which was like your Vine first. originally, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've Sorry. been through this crazy like trajectory that we can hopefully talk about, from yeah. you know being a full on comedian to getting full on cancelled. Yeah, yeah. To like now saying stuff that like is still really funny, yeah. but a lot of the stuff you're saying is like got a lot of meaning and yeah, yeah. substance behind it. Yeah, man, yeah, we can talk about whatever you like, mate, I'm an open book, but yeah, it's been quite a journey, my friend. Yeah, yeah so where, what's going on, where are you now? So you married, just got married recently, just right? Just got married. Uh, a, yeah, thank you very much, man. Um, it was uh, a great wedding, from what I can remember of it. It was just before <laughs> I went sober, actually, I'm six months over now. Oh, right. shit, well Yeah, done. so, cool. um, yeah, I've been up and down oh. with... Um, I can never really have one or two, do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm one of them people that, are oh, you looking yeah. at me? He's the same, yeah. yeah. I am. And I, I, one or two uh, and a packet comes out. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I saw your video, you know, if you, yeah. you were doing like the dance, you know, and everything, yeah. and you're like sweating, sweating and hammered yeah, and overweight. Yeah. That's what you do when you get drunk, you dance. I do, yeah. You yeah. film it. lots of similarities. Yeah. But uh, to see you go from that to like, you know, Boxing, yeah, we're all yeah. into boxing and everything's yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, I um, I had a bit of a, a bit of a complete sort of life change about six months ago. I'm over two hundred days sober now, where I just had enough of the old me and like really, really focused on 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 changing. And as a result, everything sort of changed. But I've been yeah, married, got two little baby girls, um, five and. No, four and seven. I don't know. They're, they're getting there. <laughs> I, I saw one of them. Yeah. Have you seen the one where he makes you make one of your daughters a piece of toast? Yeah, yeah. That was she, so funny. Yeah, they're both little princesses. Four and yeah. six. There you go. There you go. Don't worry, my I missus. Watched, I watched that reel where you were talking to them like they talked to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you start asking them question after question, but yeah. not really making a point. It's, hard, it's hard being a dad when you yeah. have, because when you have kids, you don't know if other kids... I like your kids, yeah. and, and yeah. you think they might be like retards or something. Do you know what I mean? But they're just—they're just kids. Sorry if there's any. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you don't know because they do—they just chat nonsense, repeat themselves. They're like, "Daddy, yeah. watch! Daddy, watch!" Yeah. And then they're doing something shit like jumping on one foot, and yeah. um, you know what I mean. So after a while, it's like watching Forrest Gump or something yeah. with, a, with a geezer. How's hey, the woman? Oh, how's having like the woman and children in your life? Does it? Does that like without yeah. getting too deep or, or quickly? Does it? Has it changed like everything? Obviously. I'm a big believer in drinking is just like the mm. worst thing for you. So quitting drinking is amazing. Like, yeah. but having a child and the wife is yeah. that like for me? For me, I was very selfish for many years. I'm very similar to I think a lot of the lads out there where I was heavily involved in in the culture of you know working my ass off during the week hard and then smashing it at the weekend. Do you know what I mean? The weekend drinking, the weekend sesh. I was never. I never thought I had a problem because I was never alcohol dependent. I didn't wake up and, and reach for a bottle or want to get on the on the drugs on the sesh. Right. I never mm. wanted that. It was it was just once I started at the weekend, everything would go out the window. I wouldn't yeah. give a fuck what the missus said. You were you living know? for the weekend. Yeah, 100%. and I, I wouldn't yeah. care what time. Oh, and I, you couldn't stop? No, I, yeah. I could stop, but I'd just be selfish. You know what I mean? If I wanted to go out on the smash, fuck the missus, fuck the kids, whatever. I've deserved it. I've earned it. I'm doing well. And um, my come downs and hangovers. Because um, I've got ADHD as well, I've learned a lot yeah. from it. Have you? You got it as well. Yeah, we're, we're all, we're all uh, suffering. No, I love that. Love that. I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's good to, for to, to hyper focus on things and creativity if you're creative. Um, but also, people with ADHD they live in a, a dopamine deficit. I don't know if you know that. Eighty percent of people with ADHD suffer with some form of like addictive tendencies because we can be chasing that dopamine and, and we don't get the same level of of like hit from alcohol and drugs yeah. we have to consume more and we chase it more um, I learned so much about it but anyway at the end of the day it was just really fucking up my relationship with my wife 
and I was spending my weekends on the couch instead of like handing them iPads instead of doing stuff with them. And I didn't want them to look back at me being hungover. Plus, I had a fucking good innings, man. I've been getting smashed since I was about 15. How old are you now? 38, 38, yeah. Same age as me. Yeah, so I'm just like, look, and, and more has happened for me in the last six months positively than has happened in the last 10 years. You know, wow. you, you spoke about, um, you know, getting cancelled and stuff. I was, I was constantly trying to crawl, like, claw back my career. And over the last two years, I started my own film production company, started making films. So I've made a couple of, I've made an uh, independent uh, crime film. We got it, it was, it was one, of the, one of the best on Amazon. We couldn't get a distributor because people were still a bit nervous about me. Uh, shot another one, we're just about to go into shooting another one and we got a big slate of about six or seven films wow. and I was just like all of these opportunities were happening but I was just getting there and then then getting smashed and like yeah. it was like I couldn't quite yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't compounding that positive those positive days yeah. Um, yeah. and now in the last six months I managed to get like a 28 date tour which I haven't had in 10 years so that starts in January yeah. 28 dates around the UK doing nice. stand up we've, all, we've, we've, we've well over half sold it's like 20,000 tickets we've definitely got to come visit and watch 100% half price for you lads depends how this podcast goes wait till we watch the edit <laughs> But, um, but yeah, man. So, so look, the film, the, 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 my acting career is really popping off. So you act and producing? Yeah, yeah. acting. Yeah. Oh wow, man! I played, cool. I played the lead in my first film I ever made, which was uh, Fanged Up. It was a comedy horror. But it was oh yeah, shit. yeah, I know Fanged Up. Yeah, yeah. you know Fanged Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was the lead in yeah. that, and uh, I loved it. It was great, but it was comedy horror is like a real tricky genre. You know, Shaun of yeah. the Dead kind of topped it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I loved the film. It's great. But the, again, the distrib- Tesco's wouldn't take it because of my name. The distributors were Armin and I, and it. There's so many fucking boxes that have got to be ticked down to gender, everything. If you're if you if you're cancelled, I mean it's even. Yeah. But my, my 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 thinking is if I keep up in the talent that I'm working next to, you know, and I'm not I'm not you know I've been the lead in a few. If I'm if I'm a, a small fish in a bigger pond and the talent's better and the budget's bigger, then at some point they can't say no. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Do you not think like I mean. I don't want to fucking get cancelled for saying this, but do you not think this cancel culture is just like disappearing now? Like it just, yeah, it, just yeah. it just doesn't. It but seems like. Were, but but Dapper was one of the first people. I was the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I would have like started it, and it yeah. was all you know. It was so there was so much virtue signalling going on. Mm. The pendulum swung 100%. so far that way with 100%. all of it, and it was a tiny fraction of people that were putting you know stuff on their Twitter bio, and 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 now it's just coming back. But you were the first person. I was like, what is this cancelling? How can you cancel a human? Yeah, yeah. And then it just went you to just every got a voice, uh, lots of people. Yeah. Someone said it the other day. It was like, well, actually. You know, people just make mistakes. Like if you if you if you say that you, no one can ever make any more mistakes, that's what it is. That's, that's just impossible. That's the tough thing. That's the tough thing that I couldn't get my head around. I mean, it really, really fucked my mental health bad because I was like patient zero for cancel culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, and for me, it was like because I didn't know what was going on, but I was very much like I said a lot of stupid shit. You know, my, I say things without thinking sometimes. You'd have to speak as quick as you do. Like when I watch your content, because yeah. you are a, such a good content creator, yeah. when you're doing it, you're speaking so quick, you can't possibly either compute all of that perfectly. Yeah, There's going to yeah. be stuff. And, and also, to be funny, it's got to be a bit yeah, out there. Yeah, and also I'm working class. So the way that I articulate things, I think uh, work. your class has got a massive, uh, you know, you'll see me say things and get absolutely vilified in the press, but then you'll see Jimmy Carr say the same thing or, yeah. or even worse, actually, much worse. Yeah. And, and it's different because yeah. uh, the press... And and you know, um, certain publications, journalists, and just just the, the media in general, they if they look at someone that's upper class saying something offensive, they think they're being ironic. But yeah. when they look at the working class, they think that we're too stupid to be being ironic. A yeah. lot of comedians compare that yeah. with um, yeah. Dave Chappelle because yeah. Dave Chappelle is, is uncancelable. Like yeah. it, it's just a known thing. He speaks 
so articulate and well, he's so tried. built. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, it doesn't, and, and because he doesn't care yeah. at yeah. all, mm. he's not reliant on the system yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really, he's, he's, the only, he's the only comedian in that position. Yeah. Even yeah. Kevin Hart. You well, know, how long ago was it that you were cancelled? And what was the specific thing that, that pulled it, pulled it down? So did you want to say something? To no, me? I was just going to say, yeah, like, like you, your, your target audience is, is almost judgmental. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, basically that. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. I'll, I'll come to that for you. But it is very difficult because another point that I just want to clarify on this is when I got what it was was my t- my TV show um, anyway rubbed people up the wrong way. I was making I was Dapper Laughs as a character was supposed to um, you know it was supposed to really push the boundary. It was like uh, it was stereotyping lad humor, right? So it was it was an exaggeration of what I was like when I was a lad when I was a teenager. You know, going out shagging, chasing birds, shagging birds, like being being a lad, and it was very much like what Sasha Barrow Cohen done with Ali G, right? Yeah. But the he, and he was fucking. I mean, he mate. pushed it, but it was very clear that that was a character. It was, it was 100% clear from yeah. what he wore, how he acted, and exaggerate. The problem with me yeah. was I speak like this, I act like this, and it was filmed on a phone. So, uh, yeah, so okay. people yeah. just thought, you know, it, when I'm doing these, like, I, I, there was one that caused a lot of problems, and I was like, "Excuse me, sweetheart, can I smell your fanny?" And she's like, "No, you can't." I'm like, "It must be your fucking feet, then." Ha! You know, it's a joke, right? It's a joke. But then to, yeah. to, they think that that's a woman, right? Yeah. But it ain't. That's an, that's a that's another content creator, it's an actress, yeah. right? So you know, it's a sketch that I formulated in yeah. order to get that shock reaction, and it's wordplay. Yeah. It's wordplay. Can I can I smell your fanny? No, must be your feet. It's wordplay. Yeah. But to the press. And to the audience, that's sexual harassment. Yeah, and right. I'm out glorifying sexual harassment and encouraging yeah. it. And when this was first happening, I was like, fucking hell, mate, I'm nailing this character because they think it's real. Yeah. I'm fucking killing it. Yeah. But then when it got well out of hand, 60,000 people started signed a petition to cancel my TV show. Because my wow. TV show, yeah, my TV show was, was I was teaching men um, how to chat up birds, right? I remember. So, right. Yeah, so I'd take, them out, I'd take a geezer and I'd give him a makeover, change what he wore and that. I'd just give him some tips and that and then we'd put hidden cameras in a bar and I'd go, because I used to be able to chat up girls back in yeah. the day with comedy and everything like that. So I'd go in and then I'd show him what to do and then he'd do it and then it was, whether it was a success, we had six different people and essentially it was like a dating show, chat up show. But uh, the problem was, was that because of the content I'd done before, you know, I'd already roughed people up, I was considered misogynistic and then this is what got me in trouble. The Guardian done... I think it was the Guardian. One of the newspapers done a big piece saying that my TV show was an almanac for rape culture. So, That's right. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. Was te- I was teaching men. The TV show was essentially teaching men how to rape. And I read this on a. Um, I read this before I was about to go on stage. I think it was at the Shepherd's Bush Empire or something like that. I was about to do a big show, and I was fucking fuming about it. You know, because my family's been affected by <laughs> sexual violence, right? And although I was pushing the boundaries being called someone that was like pro-rape essentially I was fucking fuming and yeah. I went on stage and I basically I was saying like if I wanted to if I wanted to create a TV show teaching men how to rape I wouldn't have written 30 uh, you know I wouldn't have written six 30 minute episodes and spent 10 years building my career I just would have done one one minute episode and said go down the road get some duct tape tight you know yeah. like that sort of thing and then a woman at the front said uh, my friend Lucy loves you she's gagging for a rape and I went what's that she's gagging for a rape and what they'd done was they cut and edited it <laughs> so it, they clipped it, it so yeah. it looked like I walked on stage and went do you know what guys what you should like the fucking like a creepy old fucking man like, <laughs> like literally I was out trying to teach people to rape and I walked yeah. on the stage and I was like yeah. do you know what you should all do go down the road get some duct tape tie someone up and yeah she's gagging for a rape and they put that out and then that was it mate. It and was, that's yeah. where this woke culture has sort of mm. come from they, they just want to target the negative yeah, side yeah, of it I, I hold my hands up there's some things I shouldn't have been talking about and I did push the line but the level that it went to I mean mm. 
you know, I lost everything. I got cancelled, TV show cancelled, management cancelled, fucking, I had a sold out UK tour that was worth hundreds and hundreds of thousand pounds for me. That got cancelled, brand deals dropped. Like I said, my manager dropped me. Then I lost my house. Then I lost all my money. Then my father died, all in the space of wow. about about two two or three months. I remember it was so brutal. Yeah. And I remember you reacted and it hit you really hard. And I, obviously because of all that stuff happening. And I remember seeing it, I was like, fuck, this is really bad. Yeah. And it seemed to last a long time. Yeah. It wasn't just like, right, you're cancer. It just keeps to go on forever. No, yeah. And I, I got to the point where I was like, right, I get it. I get it. I get I've done wrong. But what do you... What do you want me to do now? Cut my fucking arm off. Do you want me to get a geezer to follow me around with a bell going, here you, here comes Shane Comedian, that will last yeah, forever. I'm yeah. like, what, what's going on in this world? What are you teaching us? Are you saying that if you fuck up at work, yeah, yeah you lose You're your job, you lose your job, right? But what, you should never apply for another fucking job again. Yeah. What, you lose your job, then you're not allowed to work. Like, yeah. And it's fucking mental, isn't it, when mm, you think yeah. about it? And, and, and the mad thing is, all of the people that signed the petitions and cancelled me and, and complained, never went to the shows, didn't follow me on Instagram or Twitter or so, and they certainly weren't watching my TV show. Small, yeah. small percentage of people. And how did you sort of, after all that happened, how did you sort of, come back up because well, I, I think it's what you're like a morning show because I hadn't seen you it felt like a couple of years where it yeah. just disappeared yeah well I did really I I, I um yeah I uh, first of all I had to I wouldn't accept that I'd done wrong because I did do wrong I did say some mad shit and I was pushing it and now having daughters I look back at why some people were thought well he's influenced in the wrong way I get yeah. it mm -hmm. I, could, I could just couldn't get my, hand round, uh, my head around the level that they mm. fucking went for me right? right yeah like I felt like they wanted me to kill myself, really. Right. Like, that's what I thought. I thought, like, what yeah, do you want? When, right. when yeah. are you going to stop? And, and that's the level I got to. I, I, was, I was drinking and using drugs anyway. I mean, this is what I've learned. I've learned so much about this. But I was drinking and using drugs anyway as a, as a kid growing up. Every weekend I was drinking and there was the occasional sessions. But what I realised was that was a coping mechanism for me in life anyway when things were going wrong. So when all that went wrong, I really started fucking drinking hard. I mean, and when my dad died, I was drinking solid. Like, I, I, looking back on it, it was it was scary. And the drug the drugs were becoming more, less of a social thing, more of a, a like an at-home thing. Right. Like a just getting through life thing. Right. Um, and I managed to survived sort of that and you know I had uh, a suicide like you know contemplated suicide in my darkest times I rang the Samaritans wow yeah it was dark but I managed I had kids at the same time so I was going through uh, becoming a father and so I was really trying to fucking work on stop drinking because it was causing so much shit at home yeah and I battled that for fucking years and it was it was it was only and the scariest thing is when you try and stop you know, because you think you're, you think it's all right, yeah. And you think I'll just cut down, and then you cut down, and then, and then, but you're still loads of shit still going wrong. You know, you can't work properly, and but, and then you realise you've got a problem, and that's when it really hits you. Like, you know, not a problem, problem, but a problem as in you can't, you, you can't, just can't go cold turkey. Like, like, yeah, you like, can't, yeah. like, and you can't be successful and a good father and drink. Mm. And the problem is, some as a man, sometimes just growing up in that culture, you look at it and you're like, well, what else have I got if I can't fucking drink? Yeah. It's weird to even look at it now, now that yeah. I'm sober. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. what else have I got then if I can't get fucked on the weekends? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking hard work being a dad. It's hard work fucking being with you, married like with you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The relationship's hard work. It's hard work being a father. Work's hard work. Yeah. No one fucking, like, I'm banging my head against the wall. The only thing I'm yeah. fucking enjoying is getting yeah. off me nut. Yeah. And now I've got to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good at it, right? Because yeah. not only are you good at getting 
drunk and everything yeah. else. You're like the centre of the attention. I saw you like when you were fucked in some of these videos yeah. and you're like walking around and everyone, everyone's looking at you because you know you're yeah. famous from all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going from that to something that is really fun. Oh yeah. And it's like Jordan Peterson says like, if you want to stop boozing, you need to find something that is good because boozing is fun. Like the downsides are terrible, mm. but when you do it, you're doing it to get drunk to have yeah. a good time, right? Yeah. So you've got to find a very good replacement. Mm. How did... um? Because I know you've done a lot of work with mental health, and it's you know it's 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 still rare these days men being able to talk about mental health, but especially you know your side of a man because you're quite you know you're quite a masculine man, like mm. you said, you come from a working class background. Mm. Like, how did you? Where did the shift come with you setting up the podcast and, and yeah. talking about mental health? The shift the shift came from when I realised that I was fucked, right? Because what I was doing was. I was, I was convincing myself that everything was going to be all right with my work, but it never was. It was never changing. I was never getting the opportunities I wanted. No one was opening the doors for me. And we got, we're got we fucking talking about like six, seven years, eight years on. I mean, my social media was growing and my fan base was there, but I always had that insecurity that, you know, the industry didn't want me and, and you know, just my ego was fucked. It wasn't until that I... I, I realised that I had a, like I was one step forward and two step backs because I'm like trying to make progress but then get fucked and arguing with my missus and what it was was once I admitted I had a problem it took me a good few years to 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 you know I tried to go sober and then I thought no I'll be alright I'll just come back on the drink and then it turned back so I, I battled it for about two years and what it was was I realised that the only way I was ever going to sort of sort my life out is if I made it my content right because. What okay. I was showing on Instagram wasn't a true reflection of my life. You know, yeah. I was like, those period, those short periods of time where my missus was happy, you know what I mean? And me and the kids were all right. I was like, hi guys, yeah, I'm being a dad and this is my family and da da da. And I could yeah. see like, the camera would come away and my missus would be like, yeah. this ain't real. Who, who are you? Yeah, this ain't real. And um, when I started feeling that, I was like, um, right, I have, to sh I have to fucking be honest here with my with my social media and just with myself. So I started, so used your flaws as your, as your, yeah, as your, I, I as your therapy, to, essentially. Yeah, ex exactly. And I did. I started going to counselling and everything like that. That was the first step. I went counselling. I admitted I had a problem. Then I was battling that. And then I was like, then I started talking about it. I'm, I'm struggling with a drink, you know, and I was never wanted to talk about the drugs because I just thought to myself, the big brands, the big distributors. America. Like, that, that's yeah. what will go, yeah. Yeah, I never, I never yeah. wanted to talk about cocaine. I never wanted yeah. to talk about drugs. I was just saying that I was drinking and drinking too much, drinking too much, drinking too much. Um, and what it was, was when I, start, when, I, when I started talking also about um, my, my downturns with my mental health, right, so... Or I'd like have paranoia, you know, outbursts of like thinking my missus was cheating or fucking, or just like the world is against me and just being angry for days and all of this shit. And I was thinking, I've got mental, really bad mental illness. I've got depression and anxiety. But then I'd stop drinking for small periods of time and every, the colour would come back into life and everything would start being nice and I'd stop being a twat. And then I realised it was the drink and the drugs. Right. So then I started talking to my audience about it, saying anyone else out there that's suffering with drinking drugs, I'm going through the same thing. And I started being honest. The drugs, the drugs, the drugs are fucking me up. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll either be drunk and high at the weekend and then I'll spend the whole week on a come down and just as I start feeling good, I'll do the same thing all over again. So yeah. my whole life, I'm living at a fucking, on a level of just turmoil. Yeah. Was that hard being like really like... It was hard, it, it was hard, but I, I you just... Know, Talking to someone about it is one thing. Yeah. Telling someone you love, like your mum or your father, about it's another thing. Her family, then fine. posting yeah. it on, like her, to, to... Her, her family and my family seeing it, that was hard. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> fucked up a lot of stuff. I caused a lot of rows in our families and stuff like that. So then I just went, like, I ain't doing it no more. I'm going sober, and um, and also I was openly talking about the bad stuff I'd done as a man. 
you know what I mean? The, the, the horrible things I'd said and the bad things I'd done and, and, and why. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it, it's taking an accountability and, and you're yeah. being vulnerable in that position. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and I realised that it, it, it shed me of guilt. You know what I mean? It, it, it relieved me of guilt. And uh, then my and the, the way the reason sorry I'm just talking so much but the reason no, the no, uh, the mental health stuff started was as a result of opening up and talking about it obviously um, I got hundreds of thousands of men that follow me my inbox started filling up mate I'm going through the same thing how do you do this how do you do that what do you think I should do in this situation oh, I want to kill myself or I've lost my kids you know I can't see my kids because of the drunk and all this and I was like overwhelmed by it I was like I can't reply to these people because you're given the power to help people yeah but I, yeah, but I, I couldn't reply individually because I weren't qualified and, and some people were suicidal and stuff and I was like you know so what I started doing was formulating my content around the questions I was getting asked. And yeah. then I created the group, Men and Their Emotions. I've got a group on Facebook, right? It's called Men and Their Emotions. And what it is... Mates, is, isn't it? Mates, yeah. yeah. And cool. what it is, it was... i just done it on holiday and I was still drinking at this point. I was on and off drinking. I was lying about drinking. Right. So I was like, I was on holiday, but I was saying I was sober, but I was still having a couple of beers here and there, but I yeah. weren't getting smashed. Yeah. But then, off, off, but then the switch went and I went off the rails again. Yeah. So it was during this really hard time for me. So I was struggling but I, I created this group on Facebook where lads can join the group they can anonymously write something like uh, I'm addicted to gambling drinking or you know my missus won't let me see the kids or I'm cheating or whatever just really hard or I'm suicidal they can anonymously post and then lads in the group can can chip in right okay, so nice. I realised that it was a powerful thing because the lads in there that weren't writing nothing saw they weren't on their own because we share, I shared a load of variety of things so the lads in there, I've got like 19 uh, moderators that help me with it now. Wow. But the, the lads in there realised they weren't on their own because other people are going through the same shit and you can read advice even if you ain't got the guts to post. And you can help if you've been through something. That was a great thing for me. I love helping people that are going through the same thing. How many people are in there, if you don't want me to ask? 38,000 lads now. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah. mainly from the UK? Or, well, I'm not sure, but yeah, 38,000 lads. And then I started my podcast and I guess I've slowly become a bit of a mental health advocate for that stuff. But I just think that I've got, I've got a wealth of experience with... Casual drinking, you know, where lads don't think they've got a problem just because it's just because they're fucking their lives up on the weekend, and um, and to show that there's life outside of it, sobriety can be good. I think the biggest thing with that is you're you're creating this community. Yeah, you're creating this community where you know you're talking from experience, and that is just such a powerful impact Mm. on these people. Yeah, I think I think you're right, mate. Yeah, I mean, would you like to go? Would you go and sit in front of a therapist that's like? That's like a like a, a upper class, well spoken therapist. Absolutely that, not. That's no. been to medical yeah. medical school, whatever, and that's never fucking never been there at four o'clock in the morning ripping the end off his dick to fucking porn because he sniffed too much gear. It's true, <laughs> though, isn't it? See what I mean? You need help, mate. You... Took me a second. <laughs> Took me a second to process that. He was like, you were like, yeah, and he was like, is he fucking watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because I've said to Jay, look, I, I take therapy all the time. Yeah. And whenever, whenever people say to me, do you take therapy? They think it's something wrong with them. Like, no, it's completely normal. Mm. So if someone in the US is not here, I say to them, like, if you ever want to use it, use it for free and I'll give, yeah. you, you know, give it to you. Because it's so, it's, it's in not America, all. In America, it's, it's fucking it's, part of the normal. Yeah, well, no, do you know what? No. Everywhere else in the flipping world, apart from the UK, it's like if you're not taking therapy, what like what are you doing? You should be yeah. here. There's that. There's that. You know that yeah. sort of stereotype of you taking therapy. There's mm. something wrong with you. Mm. It's not. Yeah. It's completely not. 
Well, so. And you, like lads are feel embarrassed to do so. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like to talk to someone about it. Maybe. Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely divided my audience. You know, because I grew an audience on the sesh. I made mm. I made songs about the sesh. I had a fucking top twenty hit called Proper Naughty Sesh, and it was like you, <laughs> you know, got a sesh monster. Is I, it a sesh, I, monster? I, yeah, a sesh gremlin? Gremlin. And, I mean, like a lot of my uh, everything <laughs> that I create is a reflection of my of my life, yeah. and that was true. You know, yeah. it was like I weren't waking up in the morning doing drugs or drinking, but by fucking Wednesday or Thursday, by Thursday, the, the sesh gremlin would be going. You know what we want to do this weekend, don't you? And I'm yeah. like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, yeah. my missus would be talking to me, but the, the voice would be going, tell her to fuck off, we're getting a package. That mirrors yeah, your yeah, content, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Because yeah. you, you like this and then like that. That, yeah. you and you. that is 90% yeah. of like my yeah, friends yeah. growing up, any yeah, yeah. group of lads I know, yeah. that was that's their life. It's the yeah. Getting yeah. hammered yeah. as they can at the weekend. Yeah. And then that does carry on into later yeah, life. Yeah, and, like, and that, 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 this is what I've learned. And this is really, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be like a fucking guru or nothing like that, but what, what, and, and, I, and I've had to swallow that a lot of lads that follow me are like, fuck off, man, I don't want to listen to this stuff. I'm following, right? Because it's hard, like, some of my mates don't even knock about with me no more because it's right. like, it's like holding a mirror up to them and the only time they yeah. hold a mirror held up to them if it's, if it's covered in fucking cocaine. Do you know what I mean? They're like, they're on it. They're still on it. Yeah. Don't hold a mirror up to me and there's lines on it. I'm like, no, but you hold a mirror... look at yourself. Yeah, you hold a mirror up to some... By me saying I've got a fucking problem when these lads are going, you're a fucking rookie. What are you talking about? You ain't got a problem. Yeah. And then they're like, fucking hell, mate. If you've got a problem, then I'm fucked. And, and, that, and that happens with my audience. Um, yeah. Um, but I had to swallow that because I thought, like, what's my, where, where's my direction? What am I giving back here? At the beginning mm. of this year, I thought, now I've got my tour. I'm, I'm back in the commercial industry, essentially. All the venues that fucking, the, all the fuck, 28 venues across the UK, they all fucking refused to take me at one point. Now they've all said yes. I'm right. like, I've got this opportunity. I'm making films now. Hopefully some of them are going to get distributed. There's talks about loads of other stuff. I'm on GB News, doing a bit of TV. Oh, yeah, I'm, I saw that as yeah, well. So yeah. I'm like, right, okay, yeah. don't panic. Yeah, you'll be fine with the, you'll be fine yeah. with the films. They're just um... that's amazing though. That's like if you look at the line, like if you look at the parallel lines with the boozing and everything, it's obviously going yeah, like this. It was, right? it, and it's it, in a, the, by, by the day you stop and everything goes yeah, up it went like, like that. It's, it's exactly right, and I, and I swear to God. It's been 200 days, it's been six months, and more has happened in them six months than the last 10 years of me grafting. And it's, and it's not just karma, it's not just karma, it's, it's the compounded effect of waking up in the morning, doing fitness, so my head is fucking switched on from the fitness, the yeah. natural buzz from the, yeah. from the endorphins, boxing, like, and I mean, that f gets you fucking going, right? Yeah. And then firing on all cylinders. So now I'm out there, but I'm out there everywhere in a positive yeah. way. When my yeah. stuff's going, it's all through people that have seen me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, and I, and I just think that by, what my, miss my message simply is, to, to, to put a fucking fork in it, is I was shitting myself about going sober just because simply I thought, what else have I got? Man, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. And uh, just to basically show lads, look, once you get past the first couple of months yeah. and you, you get healthy habits, you know, yeah. you swap it for something positive. Yeah. Um, All right. It's so, great. So two questions, if I can ask this, mate. I'm not, I, and I've got to ask, just because... You know, I love, we could keep the whole thing positive, but I also think it's good just to touch sure. on them. I've done six months of no booze. I've done two years of no booze. Uh, I've done four months of no booze. And it's amazing being in that period, like where everything's on the up, right? And I, could, I, I hope that continues for you forever. That's right. Mm. Like, like, do you see a point where, you know, because obviously consistency is the key, right? If you have like a variability graph like this and then consistency, consistency always wins. So is there a point where you'll be like in two years or something, mm. I might allow myself a couple of pints or do you think they'll be like, no, never? Or do you think there might be a point where you drop off once a year? That's because you've dropped off. I have dropped off. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think, look, there's a couple of things to unpick there. First of all, first of all, um, 
yeah, that gives me anxiety even thinking about That's it. That's I feel bad asking. Yeah. No, 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 it's good. It's, but I can't make conscious decisions for Stella's in. Like, I can't make good decisions. You asking for Stella me to make a good decision is... Neurochemically, you're changing, yeah. Yeah, but not just that, yeah. yeah. Someone else is making the decisions. Like, maybe three, <laughs> ste two Stellas. Yeah. Maybe two Stellas. Yeah. If you ask me before two Stellas, do I want to fucking get a bag of gear in and fucking a brass or something, like, I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Two Stellas, I'm like, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and also, no, but joking aside, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I've never done brasses. Um, but, but, but the truth of it is, is that you knock away your inhibitions. I, I can't be sober. Unless I unless I make that decision, I'm never drinking again. But you've right. you've replaced right. it with a positive yeah. thing. So my so, thing, my thing is my thing because listen, this is the way I look at it. My thing is this, right? I, I, I believe everyone's got a certain amount or an, an allocated certain amount of drugs and booze they can do in their life. And right. I've just done mine. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I did mine before you lot have done yours, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You look like you can fucking handle it. <laughs> but no. Okay, no, I'm going to play devil's advocate with both of you here because why? Uh, you know this. I can. I, I did a period in university where I drank loads out yeah. four times a week. Like did that, left it. Was like okay, that's done in my life. Yeah. Don't need that again. I can then go to a period where if I if I've worked really hard and I have a month off and I can go okay, I'll have a drink. We'll go out, go to places, but I can switch it off. Yeah. Why isn't there? Why isn't there middle ground with like? So I'll life? tell you why. I'll tell you why, and it might be a bit difficult to hear because some people drink. Some people drink like socially, but some people drink to get fucked. Right, and I don't know if you're the same as me. That's why it's not a difficult decision for me to make to say I'm never drinking again. Because when when like when there's someone, I mean, I have to convince myself regularly. So on Friday, you were drinking last, to get fucked. The, the last bank holiday on Friday, the sun was coming out. It was a bank holiday, and I just see all my yeah. mates all talking, blah, blah, and and they're like, oh, don't you miss like a couple of cold beers like in a beer garden? I'm like, but I don't. That doesn't interest me. I don't want a couple of cold beers in a beer garden. I want to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Right. So as soon as I think like that, I'm like, why do I want to get fucked? up what do I want to do and look, look at the words we use escape yeah so it's like a bit of escapism I want to get wasted I want to get fucked I want to get smashed these are all negative words my, that's my, scary to hear yeah, you say my, that yeah, from so my true. point so of view my yeah, thinking really is scary. I've got a couple of nuggets that I keep thinking why do I want to spend the fucking weekend escaping the like the escaping my life yeah why not spend the weekend making the life I want so I don't have to fucking escape it yeah. do you know what I mean so ultimately I'm happier <laughs> now it's slightly boring but I'd rather the boredom do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah you'd rather that that's, than that. That's yeah, really yeah. like for me. That's hard. That's yeah, hard to yeah. hear because if I if I if I ever I don't drink much at all. Yeah. If I ever drink, it's like okay, I deserve it, and it's for a cold beer in the sun. Yeah, and like, yeah, I'll have one night where I drink too much or whatever, and that's it. And I don't really drink much at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd always I, say I'd always say, and this is what I say to anyone that's um, thinking about it: is look, look, if I didn't have my wife and kids. Then I wouldn't really give a shit, yeah. and I'd, I'd just, I would just drink, ah. and I'd occasionally use drugs. I would, um, but, but my main motivation and what sticks in my mind is now that I've got two kids. I think when they're 16, what are they going to look back on? Me being yeah. hungover every yeah. weekend, right? So that's yeah. my motivation. It's the purpose yeah. for them. Did you yeah. want kids or was it like? Uh... Uh, my, no, I didn't actually. My, um, my, uh, my, my wife. Uh, she was she had polystivic ovaries. So she, we were told when I was only with her a couple of years that she could never have kids. Right, and uh, this was part of. What happened with me, when my father died, it was like two days after she said she was pregnant and my head went, it wasn't a positive thing for me. My head wow. completely went, yeah, it's one of my biggest regrets. <laughs> one of my biggest shames in life was around that time. I just What, not being happy about it? Yeah, I decided, I don't mind being open and talking about it, but yeah, I decided at that time that I was going to check out. Do you know what I mean? That's how I felt. I had a bit of money left in my account. And I knew I was battling the drink and the drugs. And what do you mean check out? It's like I, I was just going to fucking spend my money and then... 
Bow Out. Sort Bow of Out, yeah. sort of thing. Oh, mean, what, Nicolas like, Cage like, film. Yeah, like, just, like, I was thinking about suicide. Right, okay. Um, but, like, I, I, it, not, it's weird because not, like, fucking planning it, just thinking to myself, I don't give a fuck if I die. So I'm going to... Mm. And, and then when she said she was pregnant, I was like, what the fuck... I, I don't need, I don't want this. Like, I, honestly, I'm just, I knew I was on self-destruct. Mm. Um, so that was this, you know, we, we actually broke up. I broke up with her. And it was the, the horriblest, when I look back on it, it's the most painful thing that I'd done. But it, luckily, when I went back and said, look, I'm in a fucking bad way. I want to do this. I want to be a good father. Can you help me? She came back. And oh, wow. it was just, it was wow, the start amazing. of it. Yeah, I bet I feel awful about it. Yeah. But it was, my father had just died. And honestly... I just thought some, I, I was in this position when my dad died that I was right in the mix of getting cancelled. And then when my father died, I just had this thing where, like, I've tried to be nice, like, in life. Mm. Like, I'm trying to be nice, mm. like, and you've done that, and then you've done that. I don't know who I was talking to, whether it's God or the universe, but I was like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> fuck you then. And I'm like, watch what I fucking do now. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, fuck off and all. Yeah. I, I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I went through a similar situation on my ex-partner who lives in America, and my daughter lives in America as well. Shit. She told me she got pregnant, and it was just like, right, fuck this. I, I do scary, not want to be... Yeah, it was scary as fuck. And I was just like, right. I just want to walk away from this. But then I realised, right, okay, fuck me, I've got, I've got yeah. some responsibilities to own up to. Yeah. And you now you're it's a just about... Yeah, of course, like, because yeah, obviously well. someone that I can resonate with about oh, thank you, that man. type yeah. of situation. So, yeah, it was just... yeah, It's, it it's, terrifying, like... for me, it's terrifying for young men to, 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 to the prospect of being a father. Yeah, yeah. It, is, yeah. It, it really is. is. And especially it's when you're not thing. having like, a father figure uh, similar to James mm. and yourself. Yeah. And um, you just don't know... Like, I was scared to... You don't think to you're worthy having, of it. Yeah, I didn't think I was worthy of the title father yeah. or just having my daughter or my kid call me call yeah. me dad. Like, that was the scariest thing. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, no. I simply you know just... There, there could point, be some good good things that come from this. Yeah, but you had to get your head around it. Yeah, right? and I had to, like, basically think, right, I'm bringing this person into this world and I just got to give all the positive things that I can... that I've experienced to then yeah. go, right, she's now set up to yeah. learn from my mistakes, to not make them at such a young age, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, it's... it's I, 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 to you, I was like, I, I looked at it like, oh, right, it's another thing I'm going to fuck up then. Mm. Oh, so you're going to give me this to fuck up as well. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? What, what is going on, man? You take my... You, 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 you fuck my career, take my dad and give me a kid. I was like, fuck that, I ain't playing this game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I had a really warped, like, feeling about... Like, I was really connected spiritually to something that was happening to me at the time. It was weird. Right. I saw it all rolling out in front of me like I, like I wasn't involved in it, like I was watching it. Right. Sounds like it was a thing that like saved you, though, in a weird way. Yeah. And Sounds the cameras like, of the yeah. world were on it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was happening, then I was reading about it. It was yeah. weird, man. And then what, what, what changed, obviously, seeing you online, you know, being a great dad and a husband? Like, what, what, mm. what in that moment now, what said, you know what, I'm going to check in and I'm going to sort this out. Because at this point, you're still boozing, right? Because you've only yeah, stopped for yeah, six yeah. months. So what was the change then? My wife um, leaving me. Right. Saying she's going to leave, yeah. Um, because when, when, you're, when you're up and down with drinking drugs and, and everything that's going on, it's everyone else's fault. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. fuck off, I'm just enjoying myself, man. Yeah. That's fun. what life's about, just yeah. having fun, right? Yeah, like, yes, I'm just enjoying myself. And plus, yeah. look what I'm going through. Let me have a couple of fucking beers. Yeah. It wasn't until she was like, do you know what? Actually, fuck this. And I spent a bit of time away from her and the kids. And then all this stuff went into my mind. What, you know, she's a beautiful woman. Um, you know, she's got her shit together. Like, what, how, how am I going to handle another man bringing up my kids? Like, do you know what I mean? How yeah. am I going to, while I'm drinking and doing drugs? And I was yeah. just like, I just saw it for what it was. And I just simply went, look, if that's the choice, drinking and drugs and going out and seeing my mates or have, being a good father and having my family, 
then that's the choice I've got to make. So yeah. it is as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and now that I'm sober, I look at a lot of the lads and I feel for them that are in my groups and... Because you can see it from the outside in. Too yeah. late. Some of them are too late. Yeah. They've gone sober after they've lost everything. Yeah. yeah. And the hardest thing about sobriety is the clarity of your mistakes. Yeah. It's so wow. hard. Mm. You can't hide from them because you can't drink. And it puts you in a more vulnerable state yeah. of mind because you're then thinking, right, now I've really got nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But in the fact that I'm a comedian, we're talking about all this depression. <laughs> 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 it's interesting, I guess. It's interesting because there's a saying that says, like, we mentioned it before, I don't know which uh, philosopher it is, but it's like, only take advice from the man that you like respects. Yeah, and I respect you. Thank you, mate. And even though we don't know each other, but like I've, uh, you know, I've followed everything you've done, and I've seen everything, and I've always related to you, like a lot of people have. Yeah. Mm. So when you say it, it to me, it has meaning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah. a lot of people can say stuff online, and it's like, hold on. And obviously, seeing you say it, I know yeah. it's, it's uh, authentic. And I, I, you might not want to share this, mate. So I apologise for asking, yeah, but right. like. How did you know without talking about your wife like she was the right one? Because you had access to a lot of women. Not yeah. only could you chat people up, I remember seeing all the videos. I used to think he's a good looking guy. You could talk to anyone, you're boozing, you're successful. Like what made you say, okay, I'm gonna go go with this person? Um, well, before I was with her, I was kind of like um I was living, you know, I was I was enjoying the the, the fame, getting a TV show, and I was Okay, I was, yeah, I was I was doing like fucking two, three personal appearances a week and I, whatever, I was seeing different birds and yeah. I was enjoying it. But with Shelly, it was it was a bit of a long, not a long process. There was a bit of an overlap at the beginning with another bird um, that she didn't like. Uh, but I'll tell you how I knew she was the right one because when we started seeing each other, there wasn't really, a, there wasn't anyone else, right? So it was just us, right? But over a long period of time, like, put it this way. When she met me, I had my fucking... Oh, she met me on tour. She was a glamour model, right? She's like a topless model for, okay. like... Yeah, for the okay. Daily Star and that. Okay. So I was backstage, and they come and they put two dolly birds on, on my legs, both with their bangers out. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and they were taking pictures to promote the tour. And she was one of them. I was like, you've got a lovely personality. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, I was like... I was like, I was like, you're staying for the show? I was like, do you know what I mean? 800 people out there all screaming my name. I was like, yeah, love you. I'll take you for a drink after, <laughs> innit? Yeah. Um, but the reason why I liked her is because it's quality, isn't it? Fuck, I've had some life, mate. That's why I don't mind going sober because yeah, yeah, fucking, I've lived it. Yeah, just but, think back to those yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the old wank bank, it's in there. Um, but no, um, but um, well, initially because she didn't put out. Do you know what I mean? So okay, so yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was, and I was right into my game and all of that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. First time she, well, I was, I went back up to Manchester. What do you mean? I, didn't put, she didn't have sex with him on the first night. Yeah, oh, well, right. for ages, mate. So well, oh, I went wow. back up, went back up to Manchester where she was from, and I was doing another gig up there, big show, and I said, come to the show. And she wasn't interested in seeing the show because she'd already seen it before. Whereas normally, so you know, they'd be, like, be like, group, like they'd be like, yeah, can I come backstage and da 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 and all that? But she yeah. was like, I've seen it. Yeah, the jokes weren't that good. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, fucking hell. Mate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, on yeah. I'm on ITV too, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> not for long. But then she came when she came to the hotel that night. She came with her friend. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like she didn't come on her own. Uh, so like, okay, so all these little signs, yeah, I was like, green she, flags. Yeah, she's a yeah green flag. She's a proper bird. So um, <laughs> and then um, and then I was like, I will crack you. I love hearing yeah. this stuff, by the way. But, Sorry. Yeah, and then. But she, I had loads of money then as well. I had loads of money. Um, everything was going right. Yeah. Um, and then we got together and we started seeing each other. And then, like, she, like, you know, within a year, she, like, moved in. And okay. then it was like, as soon as she moved in, she's like, hi, I'm part of your life. It's like, cancelled. <laughs> Lost all my money. Yeah. My dad's dead. Can I come and stay at yours in Manchester? <laughs> so I ended up moving up to Manchester in her, like, 
end of the terrace, like in their fucking box room with, with her, her parents. With her parents. Right, right, all right, my right. money and everything. I had a, I had a fucking Audi TT uh, um, on, on their drive with my fucking dog, my fucking pregnant missus. I'd lost my house, I'd lost all my money, lost all my bookings, couldn't work. I was just sitting ah. there like that, fucking crying because my yeah. dad was dead. And she still stayed with me through that period. Oh, so there we go. And That's then I, the bro I broke up with her like during that period because yeah. I was heavy. She took me back. And then she, she, I, I, I done Big Brother, I got a bit of dough and then I, I started a load of businesses. I got, I got, I, I had a fucking touch. When I couldn't work, I started a few businesses and one of them really, really popped off. Right. Bought us a house, started making good money and then bought us a, you know, then we fucking, you know, got a McLaren and fucking bought a bigger house and, and then she's got nice handbags and da, da, da. And she stayed with me all through the good bit mm. and then the alcoholism and the fucking, all of that went completely out the window, you know, during, when we're at the happiest part of our lives when we were getting married. Right. So I fucked all of that stuff up, you know, uh, and she gave me another chance to get sober. And yeah. wow. She stayed, stayed, she stayed with you. What a fucking yeah. woman and a story, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, mate, thank you for telling me that because that's, you know, when you're sort of guiding things in your own mind about who you might be, but that's an amazing story, man. How, um, you're relating that to your... Uh, uh, yeah. ex you've just bumped into him, yeah. I read you like a book, mate. Mate, he needs... He needs if you want to stay around for a couple of hours or days, yeah, yeah. give him That's some help. Very interesting. On the, um, I feel those values are important as well, yeah. 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 I, I'm going to flip it. You've, so you've been doing a bit of boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you sparring. Would you? Um, yeah, yeah, I love man. a sparring. Yeah. Yeah. Would you fight? And if yeah. so, who? Who would you like? If, oh, if, would you fight? If so, who would you like to fight? I, I, I want to fight as well. Yeah. I've, do you know what the mad thing is? I've been talking to Mams, which is uh, KSI's manager. Oh yeah. Uh, and he was trying to pair me up with a few different people for um, because where I bought the misfits thing. Yeah, for yeah. misfits. And also, I was speaking to the guys. There's another one. Um, uh, Kingpin and I was meant to jump in as like if anyone pulled out on that one okay um, and um, the thing is where where I've been going boxing where I've been going boxing the lad that the dad that teaches me boxing I've known him for years and they're fu it's fucking hard mate we go when you go down there everyone fucking spars twice a week full on and you all spar each other at different levels right. and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's hard like yeah. it's not there's no you know and, and all of them lads are on fight camps they're all on fight camps. So they're all, so they're all like, they don't, you know, not no fucking around. And There's no hiding. No hiding right from the sparring. Yeah. You know, you could, if you watch some of my videos, you know, I'm eating hard shots. Yeah. And um, I It's learned. so much fun though, isn't it? Yeah, so it's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I look back on the videos of me sparring, first of all, all open, eating shots and da da da. And now when I go and spar, I'm like, look, it's cool, man. I open up a bit and then I close up and take it. And then I open up a bit. You don't always get it right. Yeah. But I'm not terrified to spar now. I'm like learning. Like, when I spar now, I'll be like, right, I want to, <coughs> want to practice one specific thing and I'll keep working on that whereas before I was just sitting there fighting for my life yeah. do you know what I mean yeah just trying to fight to survive yeah, yeah. I think it yeah. takes about six months for boxing to really click yeah. I keep saying this to these two if they, if they just like do it for six months like and yeah. really progress into yeah. it you'll have a complete change yeah, and yeah. you know your movement yeah. your movement becomes natural you're slipping without realising you're slipping yeah but but to me, really, it was an addiction straight away. Right. I needed Same. something else, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when I stopped the drinking, I was like, the nights were killing me, right? So the nights, the evenings, the, the, first, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights were killing me. Yeah. So I was like, I, I can get up early. I can naturally get up early. So I was like, right, how early can I get up? How quickly can I start my day? So I was just starting at 4.30 every single morning. And I'd done that solid every single day for like four months, 4.30. Uh, and then I was boxing five days a week at six o'clock in the morning wow. and then I was I was training on the other two days I lost a lot of weight I lost nearly two stone I was yeah. if you I got a film that's just about to come out now called Mr. Kiss where I played a lead in it I went to watch the screening of it and I was hor horrified 
Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to promote the fucking thing because I'm like that. I've got a massive double chin. Yeah. Honestly, I'm fucking massive. And uh, It's weird, isn't it? I've done a film like that where you put, that. Oh yeah, we put on loads of weight and it's like... It's horrible. It's like, you just look at yourself and think, oh my God, it's just a different person. It is. Yeah. And 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 that, that 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 was the thing, you know? You've got to do something... I had to do something else when... In I, return. Yeah. In return, yeah. And I felt so good from it that it became a, a new addiction. And I, I, think I, I think I like became obsessed and hyper-focused on that and a couple of other things. And I've just come out of it I just went away to Mexico on a little holiday and I've just come back and now I'm like... Just did you do any boxing normal. in Mexico? No, no, no. I've done no. some sparring and boxing in Mexico. I didn't even leave the it's hotel, like, mate. Yeah. In fucking Mexico, there's cocaine everywhere. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Which part of Mexico did you yeah. go to? The bit with all the cocaine. <laughs> to, to them. Cancun. Cancun, Cancun, Cancun. All the Americans go, Cancun, man. Like, uh, you're partying, you're partying. Uh, no, uh, fuck uh, off, mate. <laughs> I went to Guadalajara and, and I, I just jumped into a, a gym there. I fucking love it. And they would, mate, just sparring like six rounds. hard. Yeah. They just, they're so durable. So it's like you know, I was sparring one guy that was smaller than me. So if I if I hit him, it was it was setting him back. But it was just it was just so. And I come, I'm a come forward fighter anyway. But he was just like tearing yeah. into me every second. Who who would you um? Is there anyone you'd like to fight? Is there anyone you think? Do you know what? I don't know really because I don't really I don't really watch it and follow it all. And it's really difficult to to see anyone standing because they all look pretty bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially on the misfits and the YouTube boxes. Yeah, kind of like thing. Yeah. any anyone below. I mean, KSI looks good. I wouldn't like to fight KSI personally myself. No, or Jake Paul, no. Because I think the level the level. Oh, you know, I've been doing it for six months. You know, in the mornings and stuff like that. Their, their fitness level must be fucking out of this world. Yeah, but anyone that's on the undercards, I'll kick fuck out of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take your gum shield, go yeah. to the fight, just in yeah. case you get pulled in. But, yeah. No, I think I think I'm I'm, not, I'm 38, man. I think it's another level of fitness, isn't it? So I George I Foreman was like, I, I don't know about yeah. that though, because like you watched Mike Tyson do this little thing. He's, I mean, I know obviously he's the best boxer in the world at the time, but he's 58, 57. You know, sugar like people are fighting at like 50, 60. Mm. Uh, I think Fournier is like 41, 42. I think you can still, you know. It depends what, yeah. It depends what type of gym you're in. I, I go to a gym in, in Wales and Newport, and, it, and there's loads of pro boxers there. It's where Lee Salby used to train and everything. Right. And it was, it's, you know, the fitness is the number yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, there. I always find, I always find, I, I even notice it if I'm two weeks off training and I go in for a spa. Yeah, and I always find that. I can I can box great in the first round. Second round, I'm like I kind of I kind of can box a bit. Third round, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's my level, you know. Fourth round, I'm fucked. Yeah. Are you finding now that you mix? Because I'm 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 super stoked that you're doing the acting. Do you find now that you're mixing the the acting, the comedy, and the yeah. personality together? Yeah. Well, and is it building to kind of one? Yeah. I mean, I've I've I, I done acting originally, right? So, I, but when I was I done um, musical theatre and that at, at, at uh, college and acting, and then I come out and I done uh, you know, like. A, it was like a BTEC national diploma in performing arts. Yeah, and then I the come back, yeah, yeah, I love it, mate. That's where everyone that couldn't read and write went. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Everyone had a BTEC national diploma. In Dagenham. Dagenham College. Performing arts. Performing arts. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 What are you going to be? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we can't read them. Yeah. BTEC is quality, isn't it? That's where all the fit birds went, though. Yeah. But I always wanted to be an actor. I auditioned for everything. Grange Hill, EastEnders, all that stuff back in the day. Nice. But I was I was very much uh, an animated overactor. I got told a few times that I was overacting and should try comedy, right? 
so that's what I did. I went on to went on to uh, start doing stand up and everything like that. But when I'm doing my sketches, that's acting, right? Like all my characters, Sesh exactly. Gremlin. Like I had Sesh Gremlin, Kid Frankie. Oh, yeah, the, the drug dealer, Kid Frankie. It's all acting, right? It's all acting. And that's why when people go, "Oh, you're doing films, you're not an actor," I'm like, "Well, what do you think you're watching? A fucking documentary on my Instagram?" <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I love, uh, and now I'm do- I'm going to be doing my first serious piece because all my stuff's been comedy or yeah. gangster comedy. Com- yeah. Comedy's so hard though. Yeah. Comedy's so hard. Yeah, and I remember like the first the first thing I got told when I did a short film was like, look, you're moving too much. Less is more. Just stop. Just yeah, yeah. stand there. It's all in the read eyes, the, isn't it? Yeah. And the read fucking the, eyebrows and that. Read, yeah. read, the, read the lines and that's it. But comedy, comedy's, comedy's difficult. Is that like, once you've, once you've done some of the acting, is that is that now like, you've obviously found comedy as, as your sort of safe haven, but is, is there an urge now to do something serious and go, actually, wait yeah, maybe I, I want to do something like... I've written, I've, written a, um, I've written a film called Sessions, right? Right. And uh, it's very much everything that I've been through compacted into sort of a dramatisation of it, but it's, it's, it starts off with... A, it basically follows a guy that's um, battling with addiction, right? Is you know, it's when the party turns dark mm. right. in your life because basically what happened to me the party started turning dark do you know what yeah. I mean it wasn't a party no more yeah. but I was, I, was, I was still treating it as a party and it follows this geezer where he loses everything um, uh, but I'm narrating it so it starts off I'm talking about what's going on you see him at his wedding fucking it all up everything's slowly, slowly falling apart right. but then the narration carries on and it goes into a counselling session so you realise that whenever you're hearing the narrator he's talking to oh, his counsellor yeah, so, yeah. so it's called session you know like the session okay, and the yeah. session yeah. and what it is basically is his friend uh, attempts to commit suicide uh, and he because his friend's on the session as well and he goes to his friend like what are you doing and his friend's like I've had enough I can't fucking handle it um, but my character continues using and everything and drinking and he slowly loses everything throughout his life um and every time he's having a session, his friend uh, that attempted to commit suicide is like sort of showing up. And long story, mm. like telling him not to, long story short is at the end of the film, in the session with the counsellor, the, the counsellor's like, look, come on, you've got to admit it. You've got to, you've got to say it out loud. And my character sort of says that like, he died. So the guy that attempted to commit suicide did die. And every right. time I was getting on the gear, I was having like psychosis and yeah, seeing him. So I couldn't stop because I wanted to see him. Wow, right. it's a bit of fight club in yeah, that. So, so it's, yeah, it, is, it gives yeah. me a little bit of like, yeah. but I've written, I've, I'm writing it with this guy Man, so creative yeah, and I'm right, yeah but it's been hard because I'm drawing from like all the shit I've done to my missus yeah. all the shit I've done that's yeah. that's what it is and, and I'm looking in the group of why, why the men want to kill themselves yeah. for the reasons and one of the main reasons that men want to kill themselves um, or get to the point of killing themselves is shame yeah. It's like it's shame and regret. Mm. It's like they pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And normally, a lot of the time, cocaine's involved. You know, you 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 know that deep dark despair when you're on a come down or whatever. Like, you know, I know a story of someone that he just got on a session in the morning. He was meant to be at his daughter's um, christening, but he couldn't handle it because he'd gone the whole night through. He was, he was somewhere and just session and and just to come down and it was too much. And that's why he killed himself. And it's like it's dark. Wow. It's, it's such a dark thing. Yeah, you don't realize how far the, the drink and the drugs can push you yeah. if you're if you're shameful about something. Yeah, yeah. it's good you're putting all that down though because the, the writing you always take it from. You, you always take it from various experiences. Yeah. I did exactly the same. Yeah. I was fired. Russell Crowe's character was based on my nan. Like, wow. Crazy. Like, yeah. Just because I had these vivid like experiences of, the, of her. And she was a really tough character. So it's really good that you're taking those experiences, mm. putting them into a really great form and then obviously turning into something as well. How did you... Do you write that then? I didn't yeah. know that. How did yeah, you yeah, go... Yeah. So what did you do? Just take it to... Take I it started to... writing it 10 years ago and just, yeah, just built it all together. Kept pushing and kept... Everyone kept mm. saying no... Yeah, it's hard, pushing, isn't it? pushing. But a lot of it was it was based on true story, but a lot of it was built through my own experience. Yeah, yeah. You've got to dramatise of... your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be like, right, okay, I need to write that character. That character's 
real and alive, but actually I can relate. That character that's real alive that we know a little bit about is also similar to my nan yeah. or whoever. So it's like, yeah. really interesting. That's a film I'd go and watch, man, if you were the producer and the actor in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. knowing yeah. what you've been through, yeah. knowing how like, good you are yeah. at making content, Thank that's you. a film I'd go and watch, Thank man. you, mate. Yeah, I'm at the stage of it now where it's quite slapstick just because of the way I write it. So I need to give it to someone else to... Polish it all up. Polish it up yeah. and make it, you know... We'll have, yeah. we'll have to connect well, yeah. with all that. Feel like, how long have we been talking for? I don't know. I don't know. I know. How long? Well, that's flowed really nicely. How long have we done? Mike? Nearly an hour. Okay. Didn't know that as well. Should we wrap it up then? I don't want to, but I feel bad taking Dapper's time. So. I'm all right. If there's anything else you want to chat, I'm enjoying it. But. What, yeah, what no, was that, mate? What You know the sketch like where you did Jimmy <laughs> over the, the Yeah, Jimmy fence. Steve. Where did that come from? Because like it was so spot spot on. Mm. I was reading the, the papers behind it, and you were getting all the bits bang <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I would. So, uh, sometimes I can see the clues, right? So like I can see what the nation's saying, and I, it's just comedy's all about finding another angle for it. So f for me, I wanted to show people. I wanted to show people how dumb the government think we are. Yeah. Mm. So, so and my way of doing that is by, <laughs> is by two really thick fucking people having a conversation yeah. about what the government said. Oh my god, he said this, so it must mean that. And yeah, yeah mate. It means that, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and over the fence to, to uh, yeah, and the fence yeah. like two neighbours. I mean, the first one was fucking outrageous. I done and what, what I always find when I create these sketches and characters is it starts like out in the atmosphere. It's fucking wild, and yeah. then slowly it sort of comes down to reality. Because the first one was just two geezers with like massive beards. And he's yeah. like, oh, how long have you been in there? Uh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. the pub? And the other yeah. one's like, the pub? What's that? You I know? thought that was great. That yeah. one. I, that's my, probably my favourite yeah. one. Yeah. And, yeah. I was, and I was, I was, I was thinking of all the things that everyone would relate to. Like fucking my missus was making sourdough every yeah. fucking day and watching Joe Wicks in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was like, is she watching Joe Wicks? <laughs> She's watching Joe Wicks every day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Those uh, conversations we were having. Oh, it's probably the best comedy like, sketch yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's so it's like good. Forgetting what a pub is. And, yeah, and all yeah. That. yeah, and I've done one actually when we were allowed back in the pub with that same character coming in the pub, like walking in, and the bar to the landlord was all right. I mean, he's like, what is this place? <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, it's a pub, come in, you're safe. Will my missus know? You'll be all right. He was like, <laughs> But yeah, man, it was... Um, uh, one of my favourite stuff was the, the Kid Frankie that you did. Yeah, Kid just, Frankie. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Because I was at school and I was like... There was always so some... Many I could relate to so many things where you just been a drug dealer. And yeah. Just like, there was always someone... I used to do that. I used to I used to nick fucking big boxes of sweets from like Asda or Carp or whatever. Because yeah. I grew up on a council estate. So I used to go... like, And I was skint. My family was fucking poor. So I used to go in like Tesco's and that. And I used to fucking nip, you know, the plastic... Plastic flappy curtains, yeah, 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 yeah. nicking there and get a fucking box of Kit Kats, mate. I was out of there. <laughs> then I'd be in school flogging them, but I'd stand by the fucking chocolate machine at lunchtime. Go, don't worry about that. I have that ten pg, but <laughs> I used to fucking sell them all. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? It's good, mate. It's good. The other one you did the other day was, uh, you know, now it was the. Uh, is it the Dalai Dalai Lama? Was it Dalai Lama? Yeah, getting the kid to suck his tongue. Yeah. Fuck, Can you just keep on doing the the, the, yeah. the real ones because yeah. it's like you're adding satire, but it means something. So it's like yeah. opening people's eyes to it. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, and like I was going to say about the about the about the coronation that's that's what I was saying I mean like the I done one yesterday Jim and Steve over the fence and it didn't really quite connect it done alright but it didn't I put it on my Facebook and TikTok I normally test them on Facebook and TikTok and if it does well yeah. then I'll put it on Instagram why is that why did you test it on Facebook well I just feel like Facebook different audience or? yeah like Facebook is kind of like my um, Facebook's like my safe place I don't know why there's only like a quarter of a million people on there but it, sometimes it goes mad but Facebook's like my safe place so I'll test it and I don't really give a fuck weirdly what people think on Facebook and TikTok TikTok's like I, I, even though I've nearly got a million people on TikTok I don't really see TikTok as like 
fans mm. because I feel like they... they They're just if, consuming the content. They, yeah, they just... Con- and your video only goes out if it goes viral. So if someone sees a video and you go, oh, right, yeah, that's fine. And I only do, like, sketches on there and they, right. like, they'll follow you. So it's like a million people have followed me through seeing my videos. But Instagram, I feel like they're tuned into my life. They follow yeah. my story. My yeah. kids are on there and everything. Yeah, so, so I checked yeah. it. It's all right for them. And I've done one on the coronation just basically saying, like, you know, it's like God saved the king, but it's like, well, if God's going to save someone, what about the 14 million people in fucking that are living in poverty or, you know, all the kids that are fucking starving or the people that can't heat their home? It's not going to cost 100 million to, mm. do the, to do this. To what? Wave a flag at fucking Jimmy Savile's mate. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> put it up, and some people are like, uh, no, we're actually quite looking forward to it. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. But, you know, because I was in two minds. I'm yeah. like, was he Jimmy Savile's mate? Of course he was. He used to love him, didn't he? Jimmy <laughs> Savile got, um, you know, the, the sword over the thing. He was an OBE or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, the, the crazy wow. thing is, like, when you look at it and you think, okay, you know, there's like, I think there's two and a half million um, pensioners in the UK and a lot, that are living in poverty. And you're like, hold on, their electricity bills are going up, everything because mm. of the decisions the government are making, but then it'll spend 100 million on a. It just doesn't. No, none no, of it that's, makes sense. that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying. How like, much I, is it actually I, costing? Is it costing a super amount of money? Mate, it's about it's 100 million. Yeah, I looked into it all. And, and, and like, for me, for instance, I've got a big house, right? I bought a big house now when things started going well. But at the end, like in November, I come off a fixed term into like. And my, my fucking mortgage is going to triple, mate, right? And there's other people out there that are living like, more, like wage to wage that have yeah. got like a 300 or 200 yeah. pound buffer. They're fucked, right? Yeah. So Living hand you, to mouth. Like, yeah, how do you think right. they feel watching that? They don't, yeah. don't give a fuck about it. And people no. say it's tourism. Harry Potter's good for tourism, but would you pay him to fucking rule us? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how my mind works. Yeah. I'm like, I thought I've got an answer for everything. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, and that's what I want people to see, the disparity, right? That that's, all this money is going in the wrong places, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. You can't pay our nurses, but you'll, 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 you know, you'll pay 100 million to promote a geezer that's worth 1.8 billion. I really, We're sending re- 2.8 billion a year to Ukraine now, which would solve basically poverty in the UK. So I'm not saying anything against Ukraine or anything because, you know, it's another subject. But yeah, it just really is. All a, If everyone wants to stop paying political. tax for six months yeah. in the UK, it'll all stop. So that's another discussion. Yeah. I guess. Well, that's, yeah. there's a big thing about like everyone, every, every country now printing money and more money's been printed mm. for, you know, now since and COVID. It's like, well, why print money? Just, just there's no point paying tax if you're going to print money. It doesn't make yeah, it's sense. crazy, man. Mate, I love it. I love how quick you are as well. I know it's saying, I don't want us to sound like yeah. rude, but you're 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 a proper geezer. Yeah, yeah. But your fucking your brain works yeah, really quick. Yeah, you're quick yeah. like yeah. super smart. It's, yeah, for, well, I, it, you couldn't be. You couldn't with be with some things. But I tell you what, what the problem is with that is it don't stop. Do you know what I mean? That's the ADHD. Yeah, yeah. yeah, When I go when I go home, I f- like for instance, my mum was down this weekend, and you know I had to clear my plate of everything. And like Saturday all day sitting in my house was fucking murder, mate. Honestly, <laughs> it is. It's murder. Just sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I go and pick up my phone. My missus is like, you like a, you like a, you like a, do? <laughs> have you got like the pigeon head? Really? Yeah. Just like, talk like, to your mum. I'm like, I fucking known her for years. What the fuck do you want me to say? <laughs> so, yeah. You don't just get like you don't just get somewhere like by fluke. You, yeah, you've got yeah, to think about it yeah. and make the right. Just got those edges. Right. Yeah. No, but his brain is super quick. And it's just thing, what, what's next then? Like, is it the producing and the films and the TV? Is that the, yeah, the next yeah. thing? Anything yeah. else in the future lined up? Going to get in some of his films. Hopefully. Yeah, boy, yeah, good, good, good. look good. Um, he put me in one of his films with Russell Crowe. Yeah, you I put you in two films. You forgot, you forgot about that. Put you in two films. Oh, two. Fi- oh, yeah, yeah, Duke as well. Remember yeah. the gay waitress? Uh, wait, wait, you paid. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gay in it. You yeah. was gay, was I? You were totally uh, gay. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he, he gets us on one even acting. 
he went full on with it as well. Yeah. He, he, had, he had very small dialogue. It's yeah. James Joe just walking in and seeing with Timothy Spawn. Peter no, I could see a lot of dialogue in that film. Yeah. For me, just anyway. Just like the line, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> do, you well, know, you, do you know what picture of your films you put him in? Yeah, films? but uh, tell him about, tell him about you. He doesn't want to know. He kept doing these scenes and Tim, Tim Spawn. I took it seriously at the Tim, time. Mate, he took it so seriously. I took it very seriously. You know what he did? He went, to the, he went to the Ritz to work as a waiter just to go through the experience. Yeah, I got a job at the Ritz. Yeah, and really? we were living yeah, together. I was serving everybody. We were living together. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd get up to make tea in Malta. He's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll make a few so I can practice making tea as a waiter. He'd come over and give me tea at night. That's brilliant. I, I know, I was laughing my head off. Yeah. Yeah. And every time he got on the scene with Tim Spall and Peter Stormare, he'd walk away like this and rub his face. I said, James, what are you doing? He said, oh, they've just spat in my face again. <laughs> I didn't do that in the rich. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he had lines. So it'd be Tim Spall and Peter Stormy. Tim's like, you know, an yeah. old school, like, you know, veteran. And, and Peter Stormy's like wild and like, you know, he'll flick you in a second. Yeah, it must have been scary. Yeah. And, he, and he, he, James would have lines and, and they would just be like, yeah, they've, uh, they've, 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 they've talked over my lines again. So these lines would get cut by them. And they were spitting in his face. It was a good experience. Yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scary though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did load of classes and stuff for a year. He told me about it, so I was like, I'm going to take. You know, he's been doing it in halves. So I did. Like, Are you going to do any more? Um, do you know what? I've sort of like, because of the stuff I mentioned about like the way I see Hollywood a little bit now not sticking up for what they believe in. And unless you go along the lines of what the narrative is, they don't really, you know, like it so much. So I was a bit off it, but I had an amazing experience with, I, I did a whole day with Russell Crowe filming, which I, I actually loved it. And Matt's always pushing me back. Like my love is science. So I, I, I'm doing my physics degree. I do three and a half hours every day. Wow. So to go from that and I've got another business sort of a cross back will be a thing but every time you, you, talk, love it, you love it I like, love you it. love it it's, yeah, I do it's, 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 it's magical yeah. it's, ma it's, it's amazing it's, it's amazing it's the best thing in the world and, and just just focus on the acting is like even a dream when, think, when you're like, not producing or writing it's like you've yeah. got to make it a priority do you know what I mean and it's just not at the moment but maybe one I'll get it back when we or start you just got to put yourself in the right place at the right time so sometimes you just got to you got to react on intuition gut put yourself in the right place the right time yeah, and things will things will flourish. There's uh, uh, comedy shows go, coming up now, and um, how do you balance? Uh, you started this movement sobriety, mm. and um, how are you balancing still being active and, and involved with that, as well as and all those people that are still messaging you about yeah. you know you know having going through hard. I feel times, I feel so. like I feel like what I've done is you know my podcast. I just direct everyone to the podcast. My podcast, <laughs> Menace to Sobriety, is is my work. It's like, you get when you go sober, you get a... Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that all of this happened to me, by the way. I'm so glad that I, I, that I ended up um, abusing alcohol and drugs. I'm, I'm very pleased with it because it's give, it, make, it makes me feel like I've got a whole other side to my character that mm. I can, that like, you know, talk like... I could sit here and talk about cancel culture all day long and, um, you know, being on TV and getting thrown off and having followers and being, you know, f Facebook famous or famous, whatever. Mm. Um, and it doesn't interest me, but... Because uh, I've lived it. But now that I have this whole other side of something that I've experienced, I'm giving back, I love it. But I, I have to compartmentalise it because I am a comedian. So that's what my podcast is for and that group. And um, that's my work. I, I believe that everything I'm doing right now is karma. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So the good things are happening to me because I'm giving back. So I just focus on just doing the podcast weekly. And yeah. And then that's pretty good, man. Stay yeah, safe. Um, that's amazing. Mate, thanks a lot, Dan. Man, I really appreciate it. I said so we've taken a lot of your time, but, th but mate, what a wicked it. chat. It's been great, man. Yeah, it's good, been, man. I don't know what I've said, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's been entertaining throughout. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, having you on. Dapper laugh. Thank, Thank you, man. Thanks, 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 mate. Thanks, cheers, mate. Thank you. Mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you